1: they can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and This is Cutting Through The Matrix on the 25th of January 2012. For newcomers, I always suggest that you make use while it's still up the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, and uh, you'll find hundreds and hundreds, actually over a thousand audios for free download. And hopefully by the time you've finished, if you've still got here in your head. You'll understand the big system that went into action over a century ago, actually, longer than that, but a century as far as their own publications come out to the public, if they want to read them, that is. And and basically plan to take over the world, bring in a scientific type of dictatorship society, authoritarian. Some of them call it technocratic. There's other names for it, too. And uh, basically we're an elite, an established elite, very, very wealthy elite, would simply run the world with using experts for everything instead of this, this messy thing called democracy where the public think they're getting to vote in somebody uh, that's going to stand up for them, which never has happened anyway. But uh, that's the reality of it. And of course, when you have that kind of money and you can hire thousands of think tanks to work on all social issues, you can certainly make things happen. All the NGOs, armies of NGOs, non-governmental organizations which uh, protest government and so on, you can buy them all create them all, in fact, and give them even lifelong pensions when they retire. Uh, so you really have these people working full-time to bring in the system that we are basically seeing come, coming into fruition today. This is a this is the next part of the New World Order, of course, getting towards their global utopia, where they're bringing down the population which they planned an awful long time ago and made sure it would happen since most folk in the West, uh, definitely the males, are almost sterile. Uh, of course, we should think that's just uh, some... In fact, there, there's, there's no An inquiry. There's no inquiry into this. Like, why are they becoming? Oh, I don't know. You know, the UN gives us the statistics every every year, but doesn't add on. This should be a crisis situation. It's not a crisis because it was planned that way. You see. Same with the cancers, and that's the bad news. But anyway. Help yourself to cuttingthroughmage.com, and uh, remember, too, they, they carry transcripts as well for prints up on all the sites. And if you want transcripts in other languages, go into Alan Watt, sentient, Sentinel.eu and help yourselves. You are the audience that bring me to you. You can help me keep, keep going by buying the books and discs I have on the website, and uh, from the U.S. to Canada, you can always order using personal check or send cash. Or you can use PayPal or an international postal money order from the post office. Just say an international postal money order. Same price as a regular one, I believe. And across the world, you've got Western Union, MoneyGram and PayPal once again. But I try and chronicle the events and show you the history behind uh, this matrix you're living in today that you think is all real. And to show you how you got your opinions, every generation has given its opinions, especially towards demanding things, which the elite want them to demand. And they can really screw up your head because when you start to wake up and realize you've been in the, the greenies or, or whatever that particular thing was that was being pushed at the time, uh, you become angry and aggressive uh, and you, you tend to turn on people and then yourself as well for being conned and brainwashed. It's not nice to find out you've been brainwashed, but every generation is uh, for, for the particular task that, that, that the elite have in mind for them. Today they're bringing up the radical greenies at school today who literally will be like the Stasi uh, or, or the communist system where you cannot talk to them when they're dressed in their official uniforms coming to your door because you burned a piece of wood or whoever it happened to be and it's going to be hell on earth very shortly. already is, technically, since they brought in uh, a war situation across the world, exactly what the Green Party said they wanted years ago. We should bring in a war situation and get the people to consume less. That's now called austerity. I'll touch on that tonight in one of these articles. But we're going through a planned agenda. I hope everyone does realize that nothing is happening on any front by chance. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. I'm back, cutting through the matrix. And, you know, you can prove anything by studies. For every study that says one thing, you'll find another study that says another thing. And, of course, recently, and I'll put it up tonight... There was a guy who was doing all the studies for the benefits of wine, and they were doing it for different associations. You can remember years ago, every year, you'd wait, everybody would have a bated breath waiting for the the Heart and Stroke Foundation to publish its findings. They would say, oh, red wine is good for you. And then a year later, it would say, oh, it could be bad in some circumstances. They went back and forth about this wine stuff. Well, they found out that the guy who did all the studies was just making the stuff up, and he's, he's been charged an awful lot of money. Um, and it, t- it turned in 60,000 pages of absolute nothing, rubbish, that he just came out of his imagination. And uh, folks should have realized that a whole long time ago, it was obviously rubbish. And uh, he was getting grants for all this of course, and making a good living for himself, just printing up rubbish. Because they're so profuse now, studies. There's just studies on, on everything, multiple studies being done across the world in the same subjects, even. They'll all contradict each other. Depends what what agenda has been pushed, you see. And, of course, the present generation who's in school today have to grow up with austerity and a lower uh, population as well. That's part of it. So you'll see these articles uh, just just popping out, of course, since the media is all controlled by the same group that runs all the different studies and gets the right answers, you know. And uh, it says, abortion is safer than giving birth, it says, study. And it says... Uh, Getting a legal abortion is much safer than giving birth, suggests a new US study published Monday. I read something very similar about a year ago, probably from the same bunch. Researchers found that women were about 14 times more likely to die during or after giving birth to a live baby than to die from complications of an abortion. And then it goes on to say, experts say, and experts this, and experts that, all the usual stuff that that they talked about, they train us all to believe in experts. The message is that getting an abortion, giving birth, are both safe, says Dr. Anna Davis, who studies obstetrics and gynecology at the Columbia University Medical Center in New York, and wasn't involved in a new study. So she was on to tell that, that they're, they're both basically safe, and so on. And then you, you just scroll down, and then you find it goes right back into, oh, it's safer you have an abortion, yada, yada, yada. It says the researchers on the new study combined government data on live births and pregnancy and abortion-related deaths with estimates on legal abortions performed in the U.S. from the Guttmacher Institute, which conducts sexual and reproductive health research and education. Well, if you look into that institute, that will tell you all you need to know as to why this study is actually out there and what their agenda is. So they also talk about the the different uh, pill that that, uh, a lot of girls take now for abortions. And yada yada yada, but uh, it's just uh, not true that it's all that safe because there's a lot of complications come out of abortion as well, an awful lot of complications actually. And it's bad for the child too, mind you. And uh, then this article here as well uh, that ties in with this because these articles are not unrelated. They'll, they'll come out maybe in the same art, uh, paper or, or different papers, or bits on the news, you know. And, and you think they're all unassociated, but they're actually very much associated with each other. And this article here says, um, Brave New World, the UK ethicist wants women to abandon motherhood and use artificial wombs. And uh, at first I thought that would be awful painful, but uh, no, it's an external womb they're talking about here. And it says, um, and then again, it's, it's from this particular woman who belongs to an association, very up there, association that wants us all to have less children too. But it says, um, Norwich, UK, January 23rd, it says, in remarks that the critics have said are disturbingly reminiscent of Aldous Huxley's famous dystopian novel, Brave New World, a UK ethicist, I guess we're all ethicists in some way, has argued that since pregnancy causes natural inequality between the sexes. Yep, natural inequality. Women must be liberated from the burdens and risks of pregnancy through the use of ectogenesis or artificial wombs, it says. Hey? Pregnancy is a condition that causes pain and suffering, and that affects only women. She's, you can tell she's up there, she's a doctor. You know. The fact that men do not have to go through pregnancy to have a genetically related child, whereas women do, is a natural inequality, writes Dr. Anna Smajdor in an article that recently appeared in the Cambridge Quarterly of Healthcare Ethics. In her Defence of Ectogenesis, published online December 2011, Smajdor construes pregnancy as a medical problem, like an illness. It's an, it's an illness, folk. You understand we're all the results of illnesses. Yep. Along with other conditions that cause pain and suffering. Smajdor is lecturer in ethics at the School of Medicine, Health Policy and Practice. Guess what university? The University of East Anglia. You know, oh, there's too many people, They're oh, they're warming up the planet, they've all got to die, except us, we're too special. If they were a disease that caused symptoms and risks similar to those caused by pregnancy, I contend that it would be regarded as being fairly serious. We'd have good reasons to try to insure against it, argues Smajder, who lumps pregnancy along with diseases that continue for many months, such as the measles. For Smajder, currently men reap all the benefits of women's gestation, but women bear the risks and burdens. And Carmichael's worldview, women are disadvantaged as a group through brute luck because men can reproduce without undergoing the risks of pregnancy. My God, she's, she's definitely an expert. Eh? She knows that men don't get pregnant generally. and They're, they're working on that too. But anyway, you, you read this kind of article and it just hate, 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 hate. Remember too uh, that in the higher system of the elite they talk about it like the Masons do. Uh, they say that they want to perfect that which was left imperfect, you see. And this is all part of it as well. And But this, she goes on and on and prattles on about how, how terrible it is to be a woman and all that stuff. And nature's all unfair. It's all unfair. Uh, and we've got to change the world because she personally feels it's all unfair, you know. This is the nuts that you get out there. But they're picked up by the big associations. And then you have to go in, you see, to find out who backs her. Who, who's backing her, you see? And you'll find all her stuff on who, what she says is backing her, but then you have to go into other stuff that, that people she knows and works with her and, and sponsors her. And this is a person, Ruth Deach is called Baroness Deech. Uh, it, it could, I can construe that last word to, to, to make it fit in with the topic, but I won't. And it says here, Ruth Lynn Deach. Uh, I think she's her name, it's really Franklin or something. Uh, Baroness Deitch it says, uh, Frankel was actually her, her maiden name. Uh, and Daddy and all the rest of them escaped from the awful Nazis uh, to, to Britain uh, and, and really pushed communism pretty, pretty well. But anyway, uh, it says here uh, that this is the one that's backing her on the stuff. And then you go into the story, uh, how, how Deitch is basically a lawyer uh, and she, she She was returning to college in 1970 to become a tutorial fellow in law, a job she retained in 91 when she was elected principal of the college. I mean, she really got up there fast, you know. She retired in 2004 and was succeeded by Tim Gardam. Dietz held many other positions during her career. She served as senior proctor of the University of Oxford between 1985 and 86 as a member of the university's hebdo or Madil Council of the UK Human Fertilization and Embryology Authority. Understand this is all to do with eugenics, folks. Eugenics. Socialists are really into eugenics. You have to go into the Fabian society. You understand, most folk think that socialists are all about the workers' rights and things like that. No, no. The big organisations that run the socialist movement and the science of socialism, which is to do again with Marxism, is when they look around, they see so many unemployed poor people, and their idea is not to get them to work. Their their idea is to eliminate them, and the problem has gone. A planned society. So anyway, this woman seemed to just be awfully favoured by the gods, uh, and she got up there, she was on the BBC, blah, blah, blah. She was, a, then she was made a dame commander of the Order of the British Empire in recognition of her work at the HFEA. And then she left uh, St. Anne's, Deach was appointed first independent adjudicator for higher education, so, so here she is, making sure she's helping to make the education policies and indoctrination for the children. On July uh, 2005, it was announced by the House of Lords Appointments Commission that she be made a life peer, uh, sitting as as a crossbencher. That must be kind of hard on the gluteus maximus. On the 5th of October 2005, she was created Baroness Deech of Cumnor in the county of Oxfordshire. They make these things up for them, these titles, and introduced it in the House of Lords. She delivered her maiden speech on 24th November 2005. And then it says Ab Observer Newsberg named her the hundred and seventh most powerful. Now listen to this, this is the one that ties in with the woman who was pushing for ectogenesis, uh, right? And and, and co wrote a book with her. It says uh, she's the hundred and seventh most powerful person in Britain. And in two thousand one Deitch was placed at the number twenty six in Channel 4's The God List it's called. How do you like I like that, eh? The God list. So Frankel made it up to the God List, which ranks the 50 people of faith in Britain who exercise the most power and influence over our lives. In November 2007, Deitch published In Vitro Fertilization to Immortality, uh, that controversy in the era of reproductive technology, with co-author, and here she is again, Anna Smadjdar, one of what's external wombs for women. Dietz is currently Professor of Law at Gershom College, London, which presents a series of public lectures on family relationships and the law. And then it's goes on, the rest of which She was a member of the Jewish Leadership Council, Rhodes Trustee, blah, 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 Mandela Rhodes Foundation, yada, 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 yada. Uh, And the later of uh, the historian Joseph Franco, who fled Vienna, Prague, etc. etc. So uh, they really get up there, the communist bunch, into, and you think communists are all poor people. No, they're multi-billionaires, the communists. They don't believe in equality for all. That was all for you lot at the bottom to believe, so you'd have revolutions for them and put them in power. But here they are running your lives, and, and they're all to do with abortion, bring down the population, tamper with your genes, make sure the children have the proper indoctrination for the generation they're bringing up, so they'll protest, whatever they're told to protest, and they'll actually turn on folk eventually that'll have children, especially the old-fashioned way. Obvious, isn't it? What I'm saying here is that you can't just take any little article, like the one I read at the very beginning, and uh, and go with it, or start arguing over it. It's meant to, before you argue over abortion, abortion is safer than giving. You get you involved in controversy, and according to your indoctrination, you'll pick one side or the other. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix. And talking about the last article, too, you must always remember this. There's nothing you can read out there. There's nothing put out there that doesn't have a political spin on it and an agenda to it. Because remember, too, pretty well everything out there, uh, whether it's book form or or newspaper form, uh, was set up by the, the group, the Milner group. That, that merged with the Rhodes Foundation and became the Royal Institute for International Affairs or the Council on Foreign Relations, as they call the branch in America. But they have the CFR all over the world now. And the whole of the European Union at the top, they're all members of it too. And that one at the European Union was set up by George Soros. So here you have all the communists uh, literally in beds with what you think are, are, the, are the so-called conservative um, um, and, and right-wing multi-billionaires or trillionaires all working together to play with your minds and, and get you to demand what they want you to demand or the children to demand the stuff for their time. They work out centuries in advance what they, what they want to be done. And they always get the public to demand what the elite want them to demand. It's very simple. And you get scary stories on things to terrify you so that you'll react, you see. We don't think, we react we don't use reason, we we just simply react emotionally, and we're meant to be emotive, you see, and that's why they keep us uh, ignorant at school of of logic and reasoning in, in any of the lectures, at least for the ordinary people, in a way, that is. Now, schools are now putting, uh, this, they're spying on obese children. And this article here says schools spy on fat kids. They're using the word fat now to get you angry at them, you see, it sounds awful, they say obese it's more like a medical thing, but when they say fats, there's nothing. This is there's nothing you can read. It doesn't play with your head. You understand? These guys are experts at it. But is Big Brothers joining the Battle of the Bulge. A group of Long Island students will soon be wearing controversial electronic monitors that allow school officials to track their physical activity around the clock. Around the clock. Hmm? The athletics chair for the Bay School Ashore Schools ordered ten Polar Active monitors at $90 a pop for use starting this spring. The wristwatch-like uh, devices count heartbeats detect motion and even track students' sleeping habits in a bid to combat obesity. It's actually train everybody else to get one one as well. <laughs> I mean, definitely the mums know that I want one. The information is displayed on a color-coded screen and gets transmitted to a password-protected website that students and educators can access. Oh, the parents have a great time hacking that one; they'll do it quite easily. But someone come up with a uh, with something that will crack it for all the parents to buy a program, and uh, they can they'll find out where the children are. Oh, this one's alone in the woods. Uh, that's awfully handy. But you can't tell these idiots this, this kind of stuff, you know. The they, they they, science is supposed to be our saviour, you see. This is the new god, the new priesthood. Uh, if it's scientific, it must be good. That's how we see things. We're all trained that way, you know. So it's so, so easy to do. So it records their heart rate and different things as well. And it says they're already using it in Saint Louis and uh, South Orange, New Jersey. Never raised previous concerns. But Ted Nagengast, the Bayshore Athletics chair, said it's a great reinforcement in fighting the obesity epidemic. It's an epidemic, like something you catch. Right? It tells them in real time I'm, I, I, am I active, am I not active? We want to give children I always use the word children because kids dehumanizes you and that was a, common, a communist agenda to dehumanize the children until they're objects. The children opportunity to become active it says. And distributed by Polar Electro of Lake Success the US division of a Finland firm. So there you go. Some have been used for two years and some in some of the schools, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Uh, And then and teachers use handheld computers to collect the data from each student's wrist monitor during class and upload information to the school computer system for storage and long-term tracking. And then you always get the, the, the bit that you think is standing up for you. But privacy advocates, who are these privacy advocates and what good are they? And parents worry that schools are using electronic monitors in phys ed without families' knowledge or consent. I don't even know it was going on and I'm, an, I'm active in the school, says Beth Hubner of St. Louis. Her son, a fourth grader, wore a poor or active monitoring class without her okay last fall at Ross Elementary School. I've got no information about the website security or where the data will go, Hubner said. Well, who's going to stop it? It's up to the parents to just, you know, get off their duffs and all come together and start protesting this at the school and say, get rid of this this junk and tra- training them like animals and Pavlovian technique you see that's all it is never mind the stigma of wearing one with all your classmates hmm. but they, they go ahead now schools you see have to it's not educate it's not educate it's, it's conditioning it's indoctrination that's what schools are for I hope you realise that that's what, really what they're for now, the upper class schools, the Ivy League schools, different story altogether, you know, and they, they get a different education, just like, uh, Bertrand Russell said they would, and he wrote that 60 years ago. There, there'll be a different class, eventually a different species. Well, it's pretty well there. It's pretty well there. Now, getting back to the, to the, to the whole idea of communism, or they call it socialism now, and sometimes liberalism, same thing. Khrushchev referred to it in America as liberalism, and, uh, psychiatry was a big tool and they really, really believed that Pavlovian techniques and all the, the behaviors that came afterwards should be pushed to the top to train all of society to be perfect in, in the ways the rulers wanted them to be and um, psychiatry has always been a tool uh, in eugenics as well, big tool they're the guys that came out with the poverty gene and all that if you're poor you've got a poverty gene but the psychiatric group now pushed to redefine mental illness. That's exactly what they did in the Soviet Union, and it sparks revolt, it says. Back with more after this break.
0: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
1: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts. We're cutting through the matrix, talking about again eugenics, the big agenda, and uh, it's quite easy to to condition a whole bunch of children with right indoctrination to go on to the next step when they grow up. That's why they do always do it in advance. you always grab the young. That's what Stalin said, Lenin said, uh, Pavlov said. All, all the guys who were into it, Skinner, all all of them, all the behaviorists, of course. And uh, and the communists, which worked hand in glove, because that was the ideal world that socialists imagined would come into being. And um, they get rid of all the bad genes, as he kept saying. But they also use psychiatry as a science, even though it's, it's, it's anything but really. It's a lot of fancy words and names and pills. It's only two kinds of pills have in, in psychiatry. It doesn't matter about all the hundreds of brands and all the rest of it. Uh, one of them will put you to sleep in different degrees, e- either euphoric, and, you know, easy going all the way down to coma. And the other one will, will speed you up until, you're, until you get a little bit more energy, until, or unless you're, until you're actually manic, you know, on, on, on amphetamines. That's the two groups, regardless of all their fancy names and all the rest of it. But anyway, it says psychiatric group pushed to redefine mental illness sparks a revolt. Big part of communists and socialism, and they said years ago all the world socialist meetings, they would use big pharma. They would use pharma. Pharma would become combined uh, with the system of controlling the masses. And they used that to the maximum in the Soviet Union and in uh, China as well because they believe you're an animal, and they say that too in all the writings, that man's an animal, and you can retrain him, you see. Uh, and It doesn't matter. They'll kill you uh, trying to do it. Uh, no kidding, that's how, how crazy they are. They'll kill you trying to change you, you know? and uh, because it's a religion to them. Uh, man's just an animal, and you can be retrained to believe and do and, and, and be what they want you to be. So they used it with people who were dissenters in the Soviet Union. Uh, Anyone who complained about any policy of government was called anti-government. Now they're using the term here, since Bush Sr. was in, in fact, that's when they first used that term. He was also the one to first use the term communitarianism, which they're using in Britain uh, with, with all their projects there. But they used psychiatry as well. And some of the definitions were incredible, what they locked folk up for life with and forced medication upon them. Uh, And ECT, you know, shock treatment, and so on, Uh, like like uh, inflexibility of opinion. When they try to win you over, don't you think it's the greatest system on earth? Well, I'm I'm not too sure of that, you know. We give them another fifty volts, away, where you went. And so uh, here it is. It's all here, folks. They've already got half the children in school drugged here already, you know, hyperactive disorders and all the rest of it. Psychiatric group Push, anyway, it says, an effort that promises to broaden the definitions of mental illnesses. Here you go. is spurring revolt amongst the healthcare professionals in the U.S. and in the U.K. They're working on this together. A panel appointed by the American Psychiatric Association is proposing changes to the industry's Guide for Mental Illnesses, which determines how patients are diagnosed and treated and whether insurers pay for care. The new edition of the Diagnostics and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders is scheduled to be published next year. The draft is sparking a backlash among practitioners concerned the expanding mandate will increase the number of patients treated with drugs the guide would loosen diagnostic criteria on some existing ailments and brand as mental disorders some common behaviours, including having temper tantrums three times a week or a lack of sexual arousal. The changes may spur unneeded and dangerous treatment for the healthy, said Alan Francis, a psychiatrist who helped write the current guides. Well, you know darn well it's going to go into paranoia again against government and stuff like this. It's definitely going to go there. Everyday disappointments, uh, sufferings and eccentricities are being redefined as psychiatric disorders and that could lead to medication treatment, said Francis, a professor emeritus at Duke University who lives in San Diego, California. This is expanding the boundaries of psychiatry. No, it's doing exactly what psychiatry was invented to do through Freud and all the other uh, front men that were put out there to, to do this. It was, if ever read the history of Freud? It's fascinating. You know, it's a joke really. But uh, um, he displaced God above his head, and he concentrated it below the belt. Everything had to do with, with, with sex, apparently, according to him. And then his daughter, who I think preferred women, if you read the, her, her, her history, um, took over teaching children, supposedly that certain problems. Every one she taught and tried to help committed suicide later on. Look, no, no kidding. Is there, I mean, she became head of the World Psychiatric Association, and that's why they pushed the Freudian psychiatry. So, in mean, everyday disappointment, you get your tax demand, and oh, you know, you just do it with a smile, you see. If they put enough dope in you, you'll smile at anything. This is in many cases, family doctors wouldn't use the new definitions to treat patients, Francis said by telephone. Pressure from drug makers to use medications can combine with media representations to create an epidemic, he said. Once primary care doctors and patients have the idea that they saw a certain condition on television, it becomes real. It's true. It's true. So they get a lot from from television as well. And a lot of mothers will come in too. Oh, I saw it on television. They said I should use this drug, and they actually tell you the drug to use. <laughs> and then the teachers will have a ball too. They can add that to children who ask ask questions that make them feel uneasy. You know. So it's called medicalizing normality. Uh, The psychiatric group's research director characterized critics as being unconvinced medical treatment is better than counseling. The idea of medicalizing normality uh, comes from a perspective that there are no psychiatric disorders and you need to avoid stigmatizing people by giving them one, he said in an interview. An October 22nd letter critical of the changes sponsored by units of the American Psychological Association, Washington, was signed by more than 10,800 people, including psychologists, psychiatrists, counsellors and community activists. The British Psychological Association, based in Leicester, England, sent a similar letter in June 2011 those just identified changes such as the one affecting ADHD or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or, or reaction from all the inoculations you got, you say, a long identified illness that involves hyperactive people who have difficulty staying focused and controlling behavior, according to the National Institutes of Health, etc. So They've got, uh, again, I mentioned that the, the original article, uh, a few maybe at the beginning of the week or last week, to do with ADHD and how they're going to put into different categories of it now. So more and more folk can get included in it. Aren't you happy with their thing? Don't you watch television? No, no. no. Uh, don't you parrot television? No, no, no. Don't you watch porn? No, no. Oh, jeez, you've got that awful disorder there. You've got pills for them. Uh, and that's it's all coming. It's all coming, folks. I'm not kidding. You understand socialism and communism are anti-individualism. You cannot be different uh, when the masses have all accepted whatever system that's been given to them. You can't be different. That's what it's based on. The, the elite are terrified of individuals. You never know. They might have an original thought that changes the world. That's what Matsu Tong said. He wasn't afraid of armies or anything else. He says, I'm afraid of some, an original idea. But of course, you can go back to sleep and watch your games and all the rest of it after I've finished. Or get terrified. They're part of this whole agenda too. So you keep in constant shock and terror, you see. You can't think straight when you're terrified about things. Think about things calmly and logically. And you understand them, then you're not terrified. You understand them. Quite see, Quite easy to do. Now, uh, LAPD Joint Military Drills in downtown L.A. says. Joint military training exercises will be held evenings through Thursday, according to the Los Angeles Police Department. The LAPD will be providing support for exercises will also be held in other portions of the greater Los Angeles area. Training sites have been carefully selected to ensure the event does not negatively impact the citizens of Los Angeles and their daily routine this is a training which a department official said would involve helicopters has been coordinated with local authorities and owners of the training sites, police said. Police said safety precautions were taken to prevent risk to the general public and military personnel involved. Military personnel involved. The exercises are closed to the public and are designed to ensure the military's ability to operate in urban environments, that's home environment, folks, Prepare forces for upcoming overseas deployment and meet mandatory training certification requirements, they said. So, uh, and it's, you know what's coming down the pike, don't you? I've been seeing this for years. I mean, they've been building up an internal army for 30 years. What do you think it's for? <laughs> Go back to sleep then, mate. Eh? What do you think it's for? i tell you, even the bank crashes in 2008, that was all planned many, 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 many years before. It was time to bring in austerity. The banks would lose nothing, they gained. Because we, we paid them all back what they claimed they lost, which they didn't lose, it was just moved somewhere else. All planned that way. Everything is managed. You're not in a society uh, that, that's, that's open to change through suggestion or demands. If you're genuine... The only ones who get demands met are the NGOs that are paid for by the big foundations, They're the, the tax-free foundations. They're owned by the big international bankers like George Soros, who says this. He says, there's an upcoming class war in the U.S. The situation's about as serious, as difficult as I've experienced in my career. And this is the, the guy who's a, a prime agitator for this whole New World Order idea of socialism. Multi-billionaire. So he says... Um, this is a guy too, he says he pocketed one billion betting, pounds it was, I think it was more than one billion dollars, against the British pound on Black Wednesday in 1992. When sterling lost 20% of its value in less than 24 hours, crashed off the European exchange rate mechanism, no wonder the Brits call him with a mix of awe and annoyance, the man who broke the Bank of England. He actually boasted, he phoned up to his pals and says, let's do this, and he got away with it, boasted about it. This is the guy who who funds the color revolutions across the world. there has got a whole bunch to go yet in the Far East as well, and set up a headquarters in Burma as well to get them going. So this guy, think about it. Why is he being allowed to go across the world, uh, creating p- groups? You always get groups created so they can fight each other. It's first, it's the first step you do. These guys have been doing it for thousands of years. Some of them. Uh, and then you have to go in and take over and, and get it back to stability and plunder them at the same time. So, I'll put all these articles up tonight at cuttingthroughtheMatrix.com. If it's up, by the way, last night it was pulled. I don't know if anybody noticed, and I had to transfer everything to the other sites. Uh, they said that it was up about by 12-hour maintenance. I don't know why, but uh, why didn't they pull other ones as well and maintain them? So, so something's going on uh, right now, of course. We know the laws have changed drastically, and that's why I say you should always get into cuttingthroughtheMatrix.com when you can, Download what you want when you can, because I'm sure they'll pull them down the road. Uh, def- Mega Upload got pulled, by the way. They're all up in, up in uh, court right now. I'll put that article up as well. And uh, there's about five of them on the run they haven't caught yet. But they're they're really pushing uh, across the whole planet now uh, for these guys. And believe you me, uh, at the time will come, when they'll g- come for guys like me, and they'll put me on about half a dozen different pills... Uh, give them a little uh, collar aware wear that will show them where I am. And, I, and then they'll call me every half hour. How are you doing, Alan? I'm feeling pretty nice. The world's just wonderful. <laughs> Have you had your pills? Oh yeah. And, you know, and I'll be one of you then, uh, watching television. <laughs> so anyway, I'll put this link up with George Soros as well. But that's where the world is. I'll also put up tonight's PDF on the last a convention on Biological Diversity. Very, very, very important United Nations treaty that was signed, and of course we find that um, Canada's more, strong, there's not really Canada's at all, He spent more time outside the country than it, uh, but he's a front man for Rockefeller and all this stuff, it was the head of the Rio Summit then, and again the, 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 the next one is coming up shortly. Out of that came Agenda 21, uh, the Millennium Projects, all these different projects, all came out of that, the animal corridors, the superhighways. Uh, um, you can't use rainwater that comes off your roof, etc. all belongs to the state or world, actually. Uh, there's also a corporation that seems to, to have um, rights over all that, mind you. But that's just the way it is. So I'll put that one up tonight as well. And you can, you can go through that and see how it's affected you and see how far it's gone since they actually did it. Again, a private organization, meeting privately, gets a treaty signed through the United Nations that affects all of our lives. Nobody from the general public was invited to this meeting or even knew what was going on in 1992. So the next one, is, this year, it's going to be a doozy. You wait and see, because they're pushing more and more. Right at Davos right now, at Davos in Switzerland, the World Economic Forum, or WEF, or which is few backwards, it's for the few stinking rich people, uh, are actually talking about, oh, there's just too many poor folk, you know, as you sip their their brandy and so on. There's just too many poor folk. Look, we are got to rectify this situation, they say. What they mean is taking more money off you to bring in austerity in a post-consumerist society, as I've been saying for years, from their own articles. From their own articles, folks. Because we're post-consumerists now. How do you do that? You raise taxes and everything. You take more taxes and you put it across the world, claiming to to, to redistribute the wealth and and so on. Exactly what the communists wanted. Isn't that strange? There's multi-billionaires and trillionaires who are doing the same as the communists. Isn't that rather strange? Don't you think? After all, weren't the communists going to eliminate all the stinking rich aristocracy? Wasn't that what they said? Oh, yeah, we'll do that. No, no, no. That was only to get rid of the Russian bunch, uh, not for the rest of the world, or the Queen, or any of that, any of that bunch. So, uh, you're, you're living in a world of what you think are paradoxes. Most folk won't understand them, but that's just the way it is, folks. It's really all here, and your children are going to be a lot worse. You won't even recognize them. That's what the every generation says. Now, I don't recognize what they're getting taught in school, or where they're getting these ideas from. It's an indoctrination process. The children are being taught what they will protest when the time is right in about 16, 17 years, 20 years down the road. They will be turning, just like the Chinese, by the way, turn on people who have more than one child in their village. At one time they sent the militia out to drag them off for abortions if you a second child. Now they've trained the child, and i have read the articles here a few years ago, now the public around you in the houses come out and drag the women off themselves. How did they do that? They made sure that generation got the proper indoctrination and then gave the order and away they went. That's how simple it is to train people. So simple. Scary, isn't it? Scary. We're so simply trained. Where does it all come from? Watch television again. If you were to scan television and, and a whole bunch of different stations, you'll find the same buzzwords The same little hints and nudges, as as Sunstein calls them, in them all. They'll all come up until you start parting themselves into reality. Dear friends, very simple. Very, very simple. And um, tonight, too, I also want to uh, mention uh, another few articles if I can. I don't know if there's time or not. I'll get one color in after the, the break here. But the BBC News says that the EU, the Economic Union Parliament, it's an awful name now, why don't you just call it Europa or something? The EU data protection law proposals include large fines. They're coming in. I don't trust this at all. There's something else behind it. Because they're going to give, supposedly, the citizen the right to pull all their stuff off the Internet that's been grabbed by the corporations. Obviously not from, by the government. They'll keep it, but... Uh, Supposedly you'll be able to take your stuff off. There's something else behind us. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the matrix. And uh, there's a caller there. There's Jane from Ontario on the line. You still hanging on there, Jane? Hello. Uh, I am. Yes. But
0: what I was going to talk about probably don't have time for. So yeah. I'll just uh, make a couple of comments on things you were talking about instead. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I disagree. I think red wine is good for you. Like that is one study that um, I don't care what you say. I I believe it. I think it's good for you. Um, and what else? Oh, the thing about the. Um, those monitors hello um, yeah oh can you hear me hello
1: yes it's just a bit muffled there oh
0: okay um those monitors for the uh chubby children Uh they could also use them for the um hyper children to make sure that they're not too active and you know they could keep the chubby children active more active and the hyper you
1: know what's wrong, you know what's wrong, Jane? The fact is there's too, there's too many people wanting to control everybody else. I know. I, I'll tell you one thing. When I was young, I ran everywhere. I ran every, I ran in school. I ran three miles of school every day. I enjoyed it. And, and that doing that sort of stuff, I could sit in school. If I didn't run, I, I couldn't sit still. And, and that's how young boys are. But healthy young boys can't sit still unless they get rid of their energy. The schools all know this. And they've always known it for well over a 100 years that young boys naturally climb trees and, and chase each other and, and they burn it off. And that's why I used to give them lots of sports. Well, they stopped all that. And they want them to be like little girls now. And so they drug them and dope them. And it, it doesn't have to be done by a psychiatrist. It's done. It's the darn teacher's. Who, who want them to be sitting there like, like zombies, you see. Uh, and uh, and this is what they're doing. Because young boys, if their mind is not interfered with, become leaders. And if you want people who can who stand up and say, I'm not having this, this is wrong, who's got leadership qualities, and the rest, see, the rest just follow the leaders, you see. Uh, th- then you, you simply eliminate that class by drugging them, and that's why they're doing this. This, this is part of the agenda.
0: Yeah, I know. I was yep. just saying facetious.
1: I know, I know. But but that's what's, that's what's wrong. But that is what really is wrong. And, and uh, you understand, individuality is not a welcome thing these days. And the, the, they've trained the public, and the public themselves, they get the public to turn against the individuals in society. And that's a sad thing. Very, very sad.
0: Yeah. You know, the thing about children, about, um, you know, people, it's not good for women to have children and all that baloney. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, people do, like if you have a large family, I had four children, and a lot of times when you were out with the children, people would really, you know, give you a dirty look because you had too many I, children.
1: I, I've heard other folks say the same thing, especially now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And In fact, some people have come up to people I know and told them that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how you train the idiots. Just like Sunstein t- said, you can contaminate people who then become your tool. They don't know it; they become tools for a cause that they didn't even choose themselves. They think they did, but they didn't. And and, uh, and they come up and say, "Well, whoa, you're, 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 you know, you're taking so much of the Earth's resources up. Look at the money they spent on on the guys at the, at the meeting at the G20 in Toronto. That's what. That's what, what and into the billions of dollars." building fake towns for them and fake lakes and all that stuff so they could have their big fat lunch and they're talking about us having too many children but again, see most folk can't reason that's a the problem they can't reason no, they, they just get emotion involved and angry you've got to get reason and you've got to stop getting angry and think about things thanks for calling from Hamish, myself from Ontario, Canada it's yes, goodnight to I me mean, your God or your God's goal with you